Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You said that you know, their identity last year was they wanted to be like a ball control offense. Do you think that they should do that this year? I mean, it feels like no, but like, I don't know. I, I want to get your thoughts core, on I, was, And I think last year you had to be a certain way, right? I think this year you can be more, you can run a power run game, but yet you can still attack more. And I, you know, so I do think you're not, I don't, I don't expect them to be what they were during that streak because the talent is better. The pat, the quarterback, right. the quarterback is better. You have more talent with Samuel again, Samuel. And when Logan is back healthy and even, and Cole Turner's out there, et cetera, you have more versatility in that. But I do think the core of it will have to be a physical run game to somewhat, you know, I don't want to sit there and put all the burden on the pass game. You know, I don't think right. you want to change that, but I think you can. So I think the core of it will be that, not to the degree that it was last year, but I, I do think you want to be play a physical brand, and it starts with that. And then I think they can. I think with Carson does a nice job with his fakes and all that, so you can establish that, and you get the play action to marry the look. Then I think right. you can be really effective with it. So that's what I that's what I expected before Robinson got hurt or when he was shot. And, you know, I think yeah. you can still be that way because it's what I was expecting before Robinson emerged. So, right. you know, I, so I think that will be the core of it. But you have much more the ability to be aggressive with it. So I don't want to say you just got to, like, hand it off 35 times a game. But I didn't think last year right. it fit them throwing as much. This year I don't think it would fit you running as much. But I do think that's going to be at the, the um, heart of what they want to do. So this Brian – or so Brian Robinson's – uh, you know, injury is, in your opinion, like extremely detrimental because he, you know, like one of the things you mentioned earlier in the conversation was his consistency. And like that is something that keeps you on schedule as right. an offense, right? right? And not having that in there is going to, it, it stresses the passer more because if it's second and 10, like that, those are tough down and distances. And, and here's an example, Logan. And they're like, one of the things they've worked with Antonio Gibson on is, you see a defensive back in the hole, we still want you to attack it. That's what they would tell him. So right. one of his first runs, I think in that Chiefs game, Brian go, Ryan Robinson goes in there, gets, you know, he had a couple nice runs. Now there were, and as you and I talked, there were a couple of runs where maybe you could have done a, made a different decision. He still gets positive yards right. on those plays. So in Gibson's first run, it's a run to the right. You have a safety coming up in the hole, and he tries to bounce it outside, and he loses a yard. That's a play where yeah. if you just turn it up and just attack the guy. Now, the, the hard part is Gibson has that speed. 
And so like guys with right. speed are going to try and bounce. And, and I like his explosiveness. I still think he, like, I still believe that that kid can be a big help to this offense. But this is a one, well, I, but this is one. So, so he doesn't cut up. You cut up and you, you try to, you're, you're 230 pounds. Run the guy over, make him think twice about, yeah. this is what they'll say. Like make him think twice about coming at you and um, get three or four yards. Well, I mean, it's, that's one of those things that I know, again, like we, we were talking about the offense, but I think this is an important thing. So on that run, they're running outside zone to the right, and they bring a run stunt. Yeah, they bring a run stunt. They pinch the offensive line, and that's a backer. That's number 32. That's that Blanton kid from Missouri, and he's running free in the okay. hole. And so, and I don't know, like, that's an unfair look. You're getting a penetrating back on outside zone, or linebacker on outside zone, which makes it really tough. All of, all of Brian Robinson's runs, now his vision's excellent. So he's setting up the run, too, to help with the thing. But they're really well blocked. Like yes. the counterplay in the first quarter is excellent. The outside zone, or the, the, the Wanda, so run away from the tight end that he had, that nice long run. He's doing a great job setting that stuff up, but the runs are well blocked. So I, in some ways, I'm... So do you and think I, I misread that play? I mean, so to me, on, on the with the Gibson thing, I'm kind of like... What like what is his solution there? Because he's supposed to stretch it to the outside leg of the tight end. The linebacker is running square at him when he's on his angle. So it'd be interesting to ask coach about it, just to see okay. what coach would say. Because to me, that's yeah. a little different than some like he did like in the first game against Carolina, where he's pitter pattering in the hole. Like right. I agree, man. He's got to hit some of those. Like go get well, it. Because it's the not, not there. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, ahead, I, I apologize. But the reason I brought it up because that that was something that they talked a lot last year about. Yeah. And and so but, and that's deal. why like yeah. I saw that and I thought is this another example of that because that's exactly the stuff that they told him about. Um, and he does have even that like once you're not squaring your shoulders, of course you're going to lose something. And the hard part was they did a nice job stretching that run out too. So it was well defended. Yeah. But is that one where you just say, you know? Cut it up, get what you can, and get to this. Get to second down and seven versus second and eleven. That was the thing. But you're yeah. right. Like I, what I like with Robinson, and this is what I saw. This is why I was encouraged by Antonio at the end of last year because I felt he was starting to set up guys. And that last game against the Giants, yeah. I liked that game. And I know, like it's the last game of the year. The Giants didn't care. I don't care. It's what he showed. Yeah. Not so much what they were doing, but what he showed. And he showed that patience. He showed that ability to set guys up. And that's what Brian Robinson does on a consistent basis. So that's, you know, and so, like, I still think Antonio can be a good back. And I think that they, I like that they still have plans for him because he's a versatile guy, too. So I, you know, yeah. like, when people are, like, after that fumble, like, oh, just cut him. Well, no, the guy's still good. The guy's got ability. The guy's got ability. But, like, yeah. but I was wondering if that was an example of get what you can, not so much is it a great play, but just get what you can, <clears throat> excuse me, and get to second and seven versus right. second and 11. That's all. So if, if I misread that, no, I'm going to take your opinion on that. No, no, no. I don't think – I don't know if you misread it, but it's just like it's hard to compare gotcha. Robinson's runs yeah. to Gibson's oh. runs, in my opinion, because you yeah. get a free runner in the hole. Like, you, I haven't seen Brian Robinson with a free runner in the hole this whole offseason. Like, that's just how they've blocked the runs. And, again, that's a testament to him and how he's setting stuff up. Right. But You're right, yeah. Like, that's something that I'm – yeah, that's – I'm like, I don't even know what Brian Robinson would do in that situation. It's hard to compare one-to-one. True. John, I know yeah. you got to go, so well, we'll get you out of here. You, got, but, you want to go five minutes on the defense? Yeah, let's go five minutes on the defense. Okay. Yeah, five minutes. I do want to bring that since you brought that up earlier. And 
So my yeah. the one thing we watched practice, and they, early on they were certainly looking good. It's always hard to tell where defense is at because you don't know is that a sign of the defense is that a sign of the offense growing because there are a lot of new parts etc right. and i think as camp went on the offense got better but it wasn't because the defense got worse it's because i thought like the timing was becoming a little bit better with with terry mclaurin and wentz for example and, and you know there was a little bit more back and forth but the one thing like if you the one thing that I think that the defensive players are keep hanging their hat on when you talk to them is the communication and like Cole Holcomb was talking about that yesterday, and Kendall Fuller has talked about that a lot. And you heard it a lot when you're on the sidelines in practice. It was such a point of emphasis, but it's the familiarity they have with the system and with each other that I think that that's one thing where they say they feel like they can be a little bit, they can play a little bit faster because that, and they're all quote unquote on the same page. That's where they're hoping that this thing is better this year than last year because last year it was not there early on for, for a few reasons. And I don't think like when you're looking at defense, you know, I know everybody wants to look at scheme and play calls and all that, but there are little things that you need to be able to communicate with the guy next to you. So that way, if I'm reacting this way, I know this guy's going to react accordingly. And, you know, so that's a deal. Now, is that going to be enough? I don't know, because it would, be, like, it would have been nice to see more from them in these games getting, getting a team off the field in three and out, right? That would have been great right. to see. So, you know, I don't know where they're at, if they're going to be that much better or not. I, I, I think that, you know, when they played better last year, there was an eight-game stretch where they were around top ten points in yards allowed. In that stretch, like, you would hear the communication. You could see the ability to disguise better because of that. Like, I felt right. like, and I, and I also felt like Del Rio was calling, and the, the defense was calling for more blitzes on third down, sure. more pressure when Sweat and Young weren't in there. And I think, so, like, will they still do that? I don't know. So I, I have questions about them. I worry, I'm concerned about the depth, at linebacker and at corner especially. Yeah. Do they have enough? Um, and... That, to me, will be a bigger trip up than anything else. But got to go out and show it, Logan. I can sit there and say, like, they talk, they're communicating better and all that. Right. Well, you've got to go out and stop teams on third down, period. But, I mean, but they have. I mean, to me, like, that's the thing. That's the thing that gets me caught up about this whole deal with the defense is they have played better. Yes, like, you yes. watch the Kansas City game, and th those are those should be coverage sacks, a lot of those right. third down plays. So when I see that, I'm like, the, the secondary, the linebackers, they're playing better because you're not having free runners the same way you were last right. year. I think the kind of confusing element is that like this rush, which is supposed to be so vaunted, doesn't seem to be doing its part, you know. And I think you brought up a great point there with the five-man rushes and how that can get you out of some stuff. But like you'd like to, in the same way that I'd like to see the offense be more aggressive in preseason, I'd like to see the defense like make sure the timing's good on your blitzes. Right. Like you know that that blitz that they ran on third down against Kansas City where they brought the edge pressure, like. It's a little late because the, they're not used to running it against another team. So, right. again, that's the type of thing where the, with Ron, like, should you have pushed that more? Should you have pushed Jack? Like, hey, let's make sure we're good with our blitzes to make sure we're all lined up. Because I think the yeah. coverage is there. The individual rushes are there. You see Montez Sweat winning. You see Allen winning. You see Casey Tuahill and James Smith-Williams winning. You see Payne winning. You see individual wins, but you don't see the, the results and right. I think that's the thing that's kind of confounding about the defense. Well, and that, and I agree with that. And there, you know, and that's where it's why I'm such a big advocate of those joint practices. And yeah. even if it's like what we're seeing is that every time there's a two-day practice, there's a ton of fights, and it becomes marred by that. But you have the yeah. Ravens an hour away, 
you know, and I, yeah. they used to do these one-day practices with them, and instead of doing the inner squad thing at the stadium, bring the Ravens down and have a practice for one night and yeah. just do all that 10-play, the situational stuff, where you can work on that so you can get a better feel for your timing against another team. You know, and, and it's yeah. funny because when you're in practice, sometimes you'll hear someone say, oh, that's, it was like it was a week or two ago where one of the D-backs was like, oh, I haven't seen that look before. Well, that yeah. means that you're seeing all these familiar looks, right? And so you get used to that. Right. You know how you're going to react at some point. Um, but how are you going to be if another team comes to town and you have to react on the fly? That's, what, that's the stuff sure. that, that you want to see because, like, my big, the big issue I've had here is that they've been slow to adjust in the first part of the season about yeah. whether it's about personnel, whether it's about scheme or fit, whatever, or play calling, whatever, and what they want to be. And could you learn a little bit more about that in the summer? And I know their trend in the league is not they, – they are not alone in how they're approaching it. But it's why I think, right. like, if you're not sure, then, you know, do what you can. And I know they tried, but, like, they haven't had those. And I think it, I think it's, I think it would be helpful to have that. Yeah, I, I agree. Because, I mean, I think, like you said, it, it's, it's all, it all seems to be there. It just isn't clicking, and I think that's the issue. But um, I'm going to get you out of here, John. Thank you so much for joining, man. It's, I learn so much every time we talk. Uh, if you got anything coming up, stories, articles, like please just give them a shout here Yeah, real quick I, I mean, just I got the podcast, obviously, John Conway Report, but I, have, I will have a story on Carson Wentz next week and his, and his comfort level, not just in being with the commanders, but in this area and – does that help him? Is he a different person? Yeah. So it's a lot about that stuff. And some of the stuff, what other teammates have learned about him, cooks a mean steak. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I haven't had it, but, he, but that's what I hear. So, like, I'll have that. That'll be out some point next week. And, you know, when we go from there. And then, fortunately, Logan, the season starts. And there is nobody I've learned more from than you. So I appreciate it. Oh, well, well it's good. It's, it's mutual. So, John, thanks so much. Um, really appreciate it. Thanks, Logan. All right, thanks for joining us on Take Command. Really appreciate you guys always listening and checking in. Um, that was great from John. He's always providing awesome insight on the roster, the structure, and potential moves going into this week. Love that. Obviously, no game this week. Craig will be back next week. Or no game the upcoming week. Craig will be back next week from his honeymoon, hopefully ready to do some work. And we will be previewing the Jacksonville game, which we're all super pumped for, I'm sure. So, guys, thanks so much. If you're not following this podcast, please um, like and subscribe and all those things you do on wherever you get your podcasts. Um, really appreciate it. See you guys next week.